when we were little kids one of the first questions i would ask new friends was what is your favorite color and i feel like this makes sense colors end up being such a fundamental part of the ways in which we see the world why do people have favorite colors or prefer some over others yeah and my answer to that question now is probably just that it depends on the context you know i love wearing blue but i tend to prefer warmer colors and lighting in my surroundings and the freshness of green will always be special to me why do we feel like some colors suit certain situations more than others how are these emotions even evoked by color theories about this began coming up very far back in history one notable theory on color and emotions that came up in the early 1800s is goat's theory of colors in which he linked color categories to emotional responding for example what he called the plus colors of yellow red yellow yellow red which linked to warmth and excitement and this isn't just empty theorizing and the psychology of color has continued to be a topic that really gets people interested it's been looked at across disciplines too very notably in architecture also one example of a research study that quantitatively examined the effects of color on mood was conducted by researchers kurt and osweke with a sample of college students think of your own college campus or school or whatever similar space you have how much do you agree with statements like the interior color of the cafeteria is warm and makes your meal feel enjoyable or how about the statement the colors of the complex complement the environment and give a sense of belonging the participants in this study answered a survey with a variety of statements including these related to their college campus with a rating scale of how much they agreed the analysis of these results alongside the actual colors and architectural elements of the college campus was super detailed but what came away from the numbers was this the colors do indeed influence whether people feel warm cool calm invited relaxed or uninvited as listed by the paper they even found that beyond mood the colors could have an effect on the quality of communication and interaction that was taking place in each of these areas these kind of findings can be so useful for a number of reasons for example consider this study by shaws in 1979 they found that painting prison wall cells bright pink resulted in lower levels of aggression for the inmates different colors definitely do evoke very different emotions and this use goes beyond the most obvious application of visual art in fact in popular culture also we do see this interpretation and symbolism having multiple origins for instance think of old comic books and superheroes most of the characters have been seen in primary colors red blue and yellow think superman captain america wonder woman all of these On the other hand, the villains tend to have a palette that primarily includes orange, violet and green. The Joker is a pretty classic combination of all of these. There are colors like black and sometimes green which are exceptions and have been used for both the character buckets like Batman. These color templates work mainly on symbolism, which comes from the ways colors signify emotions, qualities and more. For example, when red is experienced, it's known to increase blood pressure. while blue is associated with being cool and calm this link with colors in their planned usage extends to multiple industries companies try to gauge their customer base's understanding of colors and the evoked emotion and put this into practice this isn't to say that there are objectively accurate responses or associations to various colors let's take a look at how feasible the integration of color in psychology actually is as we've seen the concept has been intriguing since goat sara and there's a lot of literature dedicated to this topic In a textbook on color design, there's a chapter that reviews specifically experimental work on color psychology. 
without getting into the slightly more tricky details, some of these studies also found biological evidence for these color mood effects, with different patterns of physiological arousal associated with different colors and levels of light. A number of other studies, similar to the college campus one I described earlier, corroborate this fact that colors definitely do affect our mood and emotions. If you're more interested in this topic, I recommend that you take a look at this book chapter Bhavya just mentioned that's linked in our research repository. It goes into these quite thoroughly. But let's also look at what this means for the way we use colour and make colour choices. Researcher Andrew J. Elliott writes about the real-world application of this field. When it comes to performance, red has been shown to have an advantage in grabbing attention, whereas blue, relative to yellow, is linked with more alertness. On the other hand, viewing red before a challenging task as compared to green or grey can actually decrease performance. When it comes to one of the main areas that we make colour choices daily, which is our clothing, research in sports specifically has shown that wearing red has been linked with better performance in sports, with a study showing that athletes wearing red outdid the ones who were wearing blue. As a colour worn by men, it's also perceived as more aggressive compared to others, while on women, red is supposed to increase attraction. Extending it to wider industries, on internet websites and company logos, blue has established trustworthiness as compared to green, um, discounting Facebook. And lastly, the food and beverage industry is finally getting over red. People prefer blue or white more while consuming items. But considering how recent this research is, it has a long way to go in terms of the fixes it needs. So firstly, the research is either extremely broad or a little too narrow. For example, in sports, this finding that red signals lead to competitiveness, it isn't clear how this connects with the larger understanding on colour. We need more comprehensive mid-level research findings to help with prediction and explanations. Another problem that arises is how other properties of colour such as lightness and intensity have not been focused on. It will help to not overlook these aspects when understanding colour and psychology as they are known to carry physiological impact and psychological impact as well. In fact, even within research on hue, red has been given a lot of importance, though others such as blue and green can lead to equally significant effects on mood and behavior. And lastly, so far we've only observed effects of color, but not effects on color and how that itself can be perceived differently. So it does look interesting and promising, but what we know must be used cautiously. The research available can be attractive enough for people to jump to conclusions, but the field definitely still has a long way to go. With that, we've come to the end of this podcast. We hope you enjoyed our discussion on colour and psychology, and we'll have this at the back of your mind the next time you find yourself particularly appreciating a nice shade of colour or a small child asks you, what is your favourite colour? We'll be back soon with more exciting topics. So if you like our content, don't forget to subscribe and share.